the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. This is the Alumni Edition. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis. nine nominations for Primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Limited TV Series, Outstanding Reality Program, and Outstanding Miniseries, Mark Wolper has produced shows like the 2016 remake of Roots, the reality show Penn and Teller Bullshit, The Mists of Avalon, and Murder in Mississippi. An ACS Athens proud, truly proud alum, Mark Wolper visited recently his alma mater, joined in with students in classes and special discussion forum, and recorded a knowledge series video for the Institute of ACS Athens. Today we have a candid, outspoken, and refreshingly frank discussion with Mark Walper, who boasts friendships with Hollywood celebrities that also attended ACS Athens. Since his years as a student in the 70s, he has followed the long legacy of restless and talented graduates of the school who pursued their passion. Mark is a member of the Board of Trustees of the school for a few years now, and he's not shy proclaiming his desire to do everything in his capacity to preserve the true spirit of the school, the feeling of community and togetherness. With Mark Walper today, we discuss returning to the school where your favorite memories is when you got in trouble, the difference between American and international schools, embracing, not fearing the new trends in media production, getting students excited about AI in creative sciences, the importance of integration of general education with media literacy, and the competitive nature of show business. What comes to mind when you think back to your days at ACS Athens? Your favorite class, teacher, activity? What is still vivid? Well, okay. So the thing that most enters my mind when I think back of ACS is all the times I got in trouble, right? So that's the first thing you think about. All right. I got in trouble for doing this. I got in trouble for doing that. I can't say publicly what all the things were because some of them are unacceptable, but I'm sure they're all the things that the students are doing right now because nothing changes. The cycle continues. I will say also that while I was causing trouble, I was having an incredibly fantastic time. And I realized in hindsight, I actually even realized it then, that I was learning an astronomical amount of information that I would not, without question, I would not have learned at any other school, certainly in the United States, maybe in a few places in Europe, but certainly this was the absolute best place. Theory of knowledge, humanities, literature, English, those were all fantastic. We won't talk about the math classes. That wasn't great. But I was also here in the inaugural year of IB. So 75, I, 76? Yeah, I think approximately then. I was here from third grade till 12th grade. Nine years. Nine years I was here at ACS. 
and I loved every every year of them. I don't remember the elementary years so well. The middle school years, very, very vivid. High school years, incredibly vivid, much more vivid to me, much more embedded in my memory than university or college. Sometimes visiting alumni don't need us to guide them through the campus. This was, after all, their home for many years, as you said, their most impressionable years. They were molded by the activities and learning experiences in these rooms. Can you share with us a favorite memory that has stuck in your mind? I think, as I think back on the many, many years I I was here, there's so many amazing memories, but some of the strongest memories are standing in front of the campus first thing in the morning as the buses are all arriving and that sense of community, all these kids getting off the buses from all the different parts of Greece, military kids, embassy kids, local kids, kids from Iran, from a a lot of people from Kuwait, all arriving at the same time. And I knew every single one of them. Every single one of them was a friend. It didn't matter. There were no boundaries or no geographical boundaries. They were just all fun, good kids. Some of them, you know, that we liked, some of them we kind of didn't like, but we were ACS. We were the small community in this giant city, and we all felt like we were best friends, like it was us against the world. And that was the fantastic, most memorable part of the whole thing. And that still continues to this day. All my best friends in Los Angeles all went to ACS. You mentioned before about how different this school is from other European schools, but also from American schools. What, what is the difference in your mind? I think the biggest difference between schools in the United States is, I think, the teachers. So there's a unique, a unique opportunity here to get the best teachers from the United States. And the reason for that is, is the best teachers in the United States are sick of teaching in the United States. They love the idea of going on a journey and traveling around the world. And so the best teachers come here to Athens. Now, granted, they're only here for two or three years. They're not here for long. But they're the best teachers because they want to travel. They end up here at ACS, and you have this amazing interaction with And with some of them. them stay. Some of them stay more than three years because there are incentives yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I, I love that they stay. That's better. And the great thing that, you know, the, the Greek teachers who come here are fantastic as well. And they're coming here because they want to learn the American teaching system. And so they're incentivized and interested to learn this new, you know, learn the American way of teaching, good or bad. We're we're not discussing whether the American way is good or bad. That's what this school is. Um, and it seems to, to work fantastically. Your career in media productions in Hollywood spans through the decades, especially through the age of digital image manipulation, computer graphics, and lately AI. Some say that artificial intelligence will soon be able to create a motion picture from scratch, either by imagining it or by getting very little feedback from human imagination and creativity. You have seen this change. What are your thoughts about this new era? Should new creators, directors, producers be concerned? Or should we embrace this new hybrid model of media production? 100% we should embrace it. You know, the minute you stop embracing new technologies and the way the world is changing is the minute you die, right? And I'm not dying. I love this industry too much. I'm not quitting it. I'm not finishing it. So what do you got to do? You got to learn the new systems that are coming in. What happened if people said, oh, my God, I don't want to get in that vehicle with four wheels. My horse is fantastic. All I got to do is feed it. You know, it's like, no, you got to move on. You got to move into the next generation. 
obviously people are concerned about, well, you know, it's all going to be fake and it's not going to be real people anymore. Who the hell cares? Well, cartoons what, are not real. Cartoons are not real. A lot of things are not real. Who cares? They'll all, it will never be real actors going away. Just like even though we can all watch Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, we still go to movie theaters. So, you know, it'll always be there. It's just the balance of the two will shift. The experience changes. The experience changes. We're still com communicating the you know the language the, the human language communicating with each other communicating emotion you know all we're really trying to do when we watch film or television whatever digital platform it is whether it's real or fake is all we're trying to do is entertain and educate and you can do that in any form so what difference does it make obviously there are issues now and a lot of discussions around this idea well what about false news like are we suggesting that false news is good? No, of course not. You know, when newspapers, the printing press was one of the greatest inventions of the 18th century, right? This idea that now the people had a voice, right? And you could lie in the newspapers too. So people are always going to be lying. There's people that are always going to be manipulating the good, but that shouldn't be a reason for you not moving into the future. That's very interesting. Uh, these past few days, we see you around the campus talking to our colleagues, visiting the media studio, discussing with students. How does it feel to be back after all these years? How has the school changed in your eyes? I don't think the school's changed as much as I have, <laughs> right? I'm bald. I'm old. You know, I can't run anymore. I can't go back on the track and run around. I probably can't beat anybody here at tennis anymore. You know, when I used to be good, I was good. So it's me that's changed more. What I see that's, you know, changed here, sure, some of the buildings have changed. The theater is amazing. The swimming pool is amazing. You guys, anybody who's listening to this that goes to ACS, you guys are so lucky that you have all this shit here. I didn't have any of this here. So that's fantastic. But still, you know, you can feel the texture that the school is still exactly the same that it's always been. You have been talking with students and we've seen them glued to what you say. Uh, you see, you have to pay for lunch now. Your phone went off during the recording. Sorry about that. His phone, ladies and gentlemen, his phone went off during the recording. He has to buy me lunch now. Okay, let's go back to it. Uh, what were these discussions about? Uh, you know, what students are talking to you about or what you tell them? Well, you know, obviously there are a lot of kids here that are very interested in, you know, media arts, filmic media. Um, and that's what I do. So having these kids so excited and interested and fresh and ready to come into our world and come in and, and supplant me and replace me is fantastic because, you know, it's time for me to move out and let the young guys and girls in because it's a fantastic crop and they're the ones that understand AI and they're the ones that understand this technology and are going to embrace it the most. So I'm going to start learning from them someday. I'm going to train them a little bit. They'll come in and then they'll start teaching me and teaching the next generation. So it's exciting to see this energy and to see this great melding of, of you know, yesterday I was with the, um, with the English literature class and the day before I was with the film class. But to see how these two people can work together and integrate together to create the next great media empire. That's the idea of media production through the curriculum. Uh, did anybody make you say, hmm, that's something that I'm going to see in the future or something that, you know, I see talent here. Is there something that you saw that made you, that impressed you through these discussions? Well, it's interesting. A lot of the kids that were in the English media class, not a lot of them, all of them are aspiring scientists. None of them have any, not one kid in that class is interested in media. 
But as we talked with them, I learned, and I think they learned, that they can't communicate what it is that they're inventing, developing, and building if they don't have the skill set right. of, of the media thing. And by the way, the media kids can't communicate what they want to do unless they understand a little bit of the tech because our industry is becoming more technically driven than it's ever been before. So both of these need each other. And so the integration of all these classes and all of this education, it has to be global. It has to be synergetic. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. talking with Hollywood director and producer Mark Walper, an ACS Athens alum and member of the Board of Trustees. He has recently visited the school after many years and got a taste of the school life as it has progressed. Stay with us as we continue our discussion on being realistic in your expectations of entering the media industry, the challenge and passion of serving the school you attended as a board member, the improved quality of TV shows in the age of streaming, the title and the star of the movie about ACS Athens, and dinner with Andrew Tate and other notorious characters. Well, here in the media studio, we see very often faculty, but mostly students, to come to explore creative ways to imagine and express their learning. Some of them will choose to study production and pursue careers in the media, but very few of them, uh, this is not their first choice. Uh, what would you say or advise uh, our young students to encourage them to follow this path? Should they look forward to the bright lights of Hollywood or the state-of-art production booths of New York? Or is it a creativity paradise? Would you try to bring them down to earth and consider other things? Yeah, I would bring anybody down to earth that wants to get into the entertainment industry. It's a very, very, very competitive market to get into, very, very competitive to get a job in the industry. In any angle of it, it's very, very hard. There's no set path to do it. If I asked anybody on the street, anybody listening to this right now, if I said to you, think about how you become a doctor, how you become an architect, how you become a lawyer. You all can tell me exactly how you do it. You go to school for eight years, you get a medical degree, you go work as an intern in a hospital and blah, 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 you know, we know the steps. There are no steps for getting into the entertainment industry. So it's very competitive to get into and there's no guideposts of how to do it. So it makes it extremely difficult. So don't, absolutely don't enter it. Don't come do it unless there's absolutely nothing else you ever possibly would ever be interested it's in. It's your passion. If there is anything else you're interested in, go do that. If there's nothing else you're interested in, absolutely nothing else you're even slightly interested in, then hell yeah, come to this industry because that's what you're made to do. Well, during your visit to ACS Athens, you attended the meeting of the board of trustees. Um, since you yourself are a member of the board, what does it feel to be in a leadership position at the school you attended? If you really think about it, it's the obvious thing to do if you care about education and the community you went through. 
what are you really passionate about that you hope you can work on through your capacity as a board member? Well, first of all, it's amazing that the board even wanted me, given all the trouble that I caused and the fact that I was kicked out of this school, which is a whole nother story. Um, so I'm honored that uh, that I've recovered my image from when I attended school here. And I think the most important reason that I joined the board and, and I'm happy to do it is I would do anything possible to have the kids that are here now have the same experience that I had in the late 70s and early 80s. If that experience can be repeated for one kid, that would be fantastic. So I sit on the board to go, how do we make it the same? How do we make it the same as it was back there? Of course, with tweaks, because we can make things better. But how does that experience, how do we translate that experience that I had to the students today? To the new times. To the new times. During the past few years, most of your productions are for TV. How do you see the trend of streaming content through the platforms compared to the TV of previous decades? Does it serve the audience or the creators to know what exactly people want to watch? And how about the creativity aspect of it? Well, I think what you see on the little screen, like we don't even differentiate in Hollywood between movies. It's just, it's all, it's filmic arts. It's like, it's all the same now. It's all integrated. Yes, we go to theaters less and people watch streaming and TV more. And I think there's a reason for that because it's better than it's ever been before. I'm asked 90% of the people that are listening to this podcast right now, would you rather go to the movie Thursday night or would you rather binge the next White Lotus or the next, you know, what Ted Lasso or whatever the show is? Television is better than it's ever been before. The access to it is easier than it's ever been. The technology is good enough that you can feel like you're in a movie theater more than it's ever been before. And the talent that typically 15 years ago said, I'm never doing TV. It was too lowbrow for them to do TV. The great directors, the great actors, the great writers. It's like too lowbrow to do TV. No, they do. They're now embracing it and they're all doing it. So now it's just, it's all the same. And, you know, yes, theaters are down a little bit and more people are watching TV at home, but it's the same thing. It's still the the. It's language. more accessible. It's much more accessible. Everybody can watch it and you can watch it on your schedule. On demand. If you had to select one project from your long career that you're really proud of, what would that be and why? Uh, you know, that's a good question because there are shows that I do because I think they're going to be very successful and they're going to make me money and I can pay my rent and I can send my kids to ACS, which I don't, I didn't, I should have, but I didn't. Um, and then there's shows I do because I'm artistically excited and and I really want to accomplish it. And, and occasionally, very occasionally, the two meet together. I own this property, boy, and everything on it. There is no South without slavery. But God is my witness. I say you, even if he part you tomorrow, your love, it will never die. A name is who you is. My daddy took whippings night and day to protect his name. Speak to me, Lord! Speak to me, Lord! Um, so recently I did a remake of the most successful television show in the history of television, which was called Roots. Four years ago, I decided to do a remake of it. Okay, now who's crazy enough to take the most successful television show of all time and say, hey, I'm going to try to do it again. That's insanity. Let me tell you why it's even more crazy. Because 
the man who produced the first one was my father. So now here I am remaking the show, competing with the legend of my father doing the, uh, the original one. Let me tell you the third reason it's difficult. When my father made Roots, the- It was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. That, and, and there wasn't as much controversy about how you present African-American community or the slave community on television. Now you have to be very, very careful. And you have to correct. understand the condition, conditions. You have to be politically correct. So I had three possible strikes going against me. I pulled up my underpants. I got in there and I made this show. It was hugely successful, both commercially and in terms of awards. And I accomplished my goal and I survived. Is this something that we can watch uh, in a platform at this point or? Yeah, it's available on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I don't think that in Greece we have Hulu yet, but if you don't have Hulu yet, then it's on another website. Do you okay. have like A&E or History Channel? Yes. History Channel. Yes. You can get it on History Channel. Great. Um, if you were to entertain an idea for a movie about ACS Athens, what would be the title? That's that's a fun question. That's great. So I would have been, I'm glad you didn't ask me that yesterday because I would have been thinking about it constantly, but I would call it, um, Wow, that's a good question. Family learns because it's a sense of community and family, but we all learn together. We learn from each other. Uh, so a sequel to Family Ties. Family Ties, Family Learns, exactly. <laughs> and who would be the star in this movie? I would, of course. <laughs> of course I would be the star of it. I'd be the one that learns, stop getting in trouble so much and start learning. So you have a chance to invite to dinner five individuals that have been either your mentors, you really admire them, and you would really want to have met them in your life. Who would these individuals be? I would try, yet, okay, so I can't say who the exact people would be, but I would tell you for sure that I would be try to be as eclectic and controversial as possible because I don't have difficulty understanding and sharing and communicating with people that are like me. Uh, it's more interesting to communicate and articulate with people that are not like me. And that's something that I learned from ACF Athens because people are coming from all over the world and you think that you're not going to like a Lebanese person, but then they're suddenly here and then suddenly your best friend, or you think you're not going to like you know, X, Y, or Z, and suddenly you read there. So if I was to sit down with five people in the world, I'd sit down with the five most unlikely controversial people that you could imagine, because that would be the most interesting to me. Because even though I may not agree with what they're going to say, they have a kernel of something that might be interesting to me. I don't know, take like Andrew Tate on television, who I'm sure a lot of people if you're listening to a podcast, you like podcasts, you know who this highly controversial people. What the hell is going on in this guy's brain? I would love to sit down with this guy and talk with him and really hear his crazy thoughts and everything. Like if Hitler were alive, I'd want to sit down with Hitler and understand what the hell is going on. So I would go back actually to a lot of the professors that I had when I was here. I still remember their names, Mr. Newton, Mr. Smith. These were literature teachers that I had here. And I thought they were like Demos who taught here for many, many years. Um, these are people that like were mind-blowing to me when I was here at ACS, and I'd love to see you know, where they are now and do that. So it'd be reconnecting with people that I knew 
and connecting with people that you would least likely think that anybody would sit, want to sit down and have dinner with. I'm pretty sure that after the end of the podcast, you'll remember someone else that you wanted to mention. Just send I'll me a call note. It and I'll send you a note. <laughs> and you I'll can... edit it in. Uh, Mark Wolper, thank you so much for being with us. Come back anytime. It's thank been you so, so much. much fun. It's fantastic. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to see that there's actually, that you guys are doing this on the campus. It's fantastic. In the old days, it used to be the American Forces radio and television show, and that's how we all got everything. And Greg Kinnear, who is still my best friend, who went to school here at ACS, he was the host of that show. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Make sure you subscribe to The Owlcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio. Thank you.